ムチューランジャパンラクーダ
and I still respect it. I just can't get into it these days. Um, so Fast and Furious uh, Tokyo Drift was shot in Tokyo without film permits. Oh, very and nice. They wanted to shoot in Shibuya, which is like the most crowded place in Tokyo. Yeah. Because it would take the police 10 minutes to show up. And then when the police would show up, they had a, a fall guy that they hired that would tell the police he was the director and that guy would spend the night in jail. That's hilarious. Like, they hired this guy just to tell the police he was the director and go to jail for them. This is literally guerrilla filmmaking in a, like, big-budget holiday ho- uh, Hollywood picture. I I appreciate that. Yep, and we immediately start off with the wrong fucking music. It's playing your usual Fast and Furious music, but I'm like, this is Tokyo Drift. We need some initial D in this shit. That's right. Incidentally, this is actually a sequel to another film dressed by Justin Lin. Wait, this itself is a sequel to another Justin Lin film? Better luck tomorrow. Huh. The char- main character? or not the main character. Han? Oh! Is in fact the same character. It is actually canonically the same character. This is his background. Like when he said, talks about his background, Which is this so is vain. what he's talking about. What happens in, in Better Luck Tomorrow. Ah, but we don't so meet the- him yet. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. Better Luck Tomorrow is actually part of the Fast and the Furious universe, if anybody was curious. So we might have to do that one at some point. I've, I've heard it's good, so I'm down. But we get Lucas Black as Sean Boswell, a high school student. <laughs> the kid looks 30, but he's a high school student. Yeah, he looks like he should be in the military somewhere. He's like he's like uh, Z-grade Paul Walker. He is, and he's not very good. I, I was not a fan of this guy's performance. Or the character. Yeah, and um, we get some some misogyny here with this this girl, Cindy. Um, oh, yeah. Because Sean has himself a 1971 Monte Carlo, and he starts picking a fight with this quarterback named Clay, who has a Dodge Viper. <sighs> the dude from the oldest brother from Home Improvement. Yes. Now we just need a movie with the youngest, and we've got the trifecta. I know. We this is the second Home Improvement kid movie we've watched on the show. So yeah, we need. We just need one more. Lucas says something mean. I didn't even write it down. Probably some like "I fucked your mom" comment. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. And Clay, I don't, throws, rem- I don't remember either. Clay throws a baseball through Sean's rear window, and like shit is on. The school's out there. Fight, fight, fight! But Cindy's like, "Why don't you boys let boys let your cars do the talking?" You're going to race for me. The winner gets me. And I'm like, as gross as that is, it's also her suggestion. Right. I mean, it, look, if that's how you want to go, lady, that's that's your business. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> I don't condone it, but hey, you, you chose it. It was your choice, at least. So you're, uh, I, I would say that she's capable of making that choice. These are high school kids. Yeah. That they all break into, like, a, a gated community that's under construction. I feel bad for the construction workers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coming back the next day and be like, what the fuck just happened here? Like, the whole school shows up in trucks to watch. And the uh, some girl tosses off her bra to, to signal the start of the race. If you wanted to know what kind of uh, community this is. Yes, and if you need it further, the song that plays during the race is a fucking kid rock song. Yep. It plays his Bob with Taba, the shoot yeah. up the Bud Light, uh, whatever. Some uh, some classic bro rock. Yeah, as they race around, uh, it gets to an intense part of the race where it looks like Clay's going to lose. And Cindy's riding with him and just goes, I thought you loved me. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. 
And I'm like, I hate this girl. And then Sean, he drives his Monte Carlo right through a fucking house. Jumps back in the road going, I got a new date to prom. Yeah. So Clay starts ramming him. Which is dirty racing. And he, it is, but they did. To be fair, they did not establish any specific rules before doing this. But even Cindy's like, "Whoa, whoa, stop the car, Clay! This is bullshit. You can't do this." And uh, Clay crashes like right head on into some of those those like tubes. Yeah. Then Sean so. can't recover and rolls his far car down a fucking hill and dies. <laughs> you would think. You would think the way he totals his car and just rolls. He rolls his, halfway across the state for fuck's sake. N- 1971 vehicle that probably barely had seatbelts. No roll bars, of course. No safety precautions, just a hunk of steel. Probably should actually have died. Yeah, but this is why you don't ram other racers or listen to Kid Rock. <laughs> As if you needed a reason not to listen to Kid Rock. And so they, uh, they're all at the police station. Because every Fast and Furious movie so far... We get an exciting first race, and then we're at the police station. That's been the pattern. Yeah, I wonder if that just continues throughout the whole series, because I'll admit, I had, this is the last one I had seen before uh, we started watching them for, for, this, uh, for these bonus episodes. Um, I saw this one in the theater, and then I haven't seen four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten. And then the, uh, the cop is telling Sean, it's like, Ken and Barbie out there are going to walk. You're, you're 100% guaranteed conviction. I crushed your fucking car. <laughs> well, because, he's just happy he can convict somebody because he's obviously not happy about rich rich boys out there rich boy and girl get off scot free but at least he's got a dirt bag he can pin something on yay police and so his mom comes in and it's like oh are we moving again the mom's like not again you're gonna go live with your your aunt and uncle in Bel Air it's implied that she like fucks the cop to get him to <laughs> to move <Yeah>. him <laughs> So he's going to go move in with his dad who lives in Tokyo. His dad's military. Yeah. And he shows up to his dad who has a – with a sex worker when he shows up. I was going to say prostitute. So he has to take a section, second to uh, shoo the prostitute out the door. Yeah, he's just handing her some money and going, Tomo arigato. And he tells, he tells Sean, he's like, there's real simple rules here. You go to school, you come back, and I don't want to see or hear anything about you being anywhere near a car. Apparently, all of Sean's problems have come from cars. Yeah, for whatever reason, he just likes to race and be a dick in a car. Yeah, and he's in this tiny little apartment that his window is just literally into another person's apartment. And the other person's, like, sitting there watching, like, soaps, and she, like, waves back at him. <laughs> Very friendly. And then uh, he has to wear a school uniform. Right, because that's, that's how they do things over which there. Which looks awkward. It's a 30-year-old dude in a school uniform. Right. And yeah, we get a little montage of him being confused, and it's playing this song. It sounds like the five, six, seven, eights. That's like it's time to learn the barracuda. Do 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 do. Is it not the five, six, seven, eights? Yeah, it still sounds like them. Let, let me actually look up. It could have been because this is this is post Kill Bill, and I can definitely have seen like them getting some uh, some credit. Let's see here. It is the five, six, seven, eights. Makes complete sense to me. Yeah, the Barracuda, performed by the five, six, seven, eights. I mean, good, yeah, good for them, and they owe Quentin Tarantino <laughs> a lot of credit for his weird taste in music, discovering uh, and bringing them to a national audience, right? Yeah, but they, uh, he, he manages to make it to school late, and um, he speaks no Japanese, even though everybody at school does, and so he's just got to go to this Japanese school and uh, absorb nothing because he doesn't speak the language. Yeah, that's always an interesting thing for me, because 
I always thought that in Japan they they taught young people at least English, but uh, having now my I guess he's still my brother-in-law because it's my brother-in-law's brother. So I guess I would still make him my brother-in-law. Lives in Japan and his girlfriend at the time. I don't know what their relationship is these days, but Ayako. She speaks English, but not that well. Like, she's not comfortable with it. They don't really speak English in Japan. Like, they don't really learn that much. No, I mean, they learn a little. Yeah, they learn about as much as we learn Spanish, which is to say not. (laughs) Yeah, you learn to say, hello, my name is. So even, like, the teacher's not even able to, like, moderately communicate with them. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. That's a tough transition. Luckily, there are English-speaking students there. Yeah, which is weird. And we'll get to that. because this A lot movie, of them are military kids, I think. This movie does not like Japanese people. All of our main characters, none of them are Japanese. The only Japanese characters we get are the villains. Wow, I didn't even think about that, but yes, you were correct. Because um, we got our, our white boy hero here, and then he makes his first best friend here, who comes up and says, Japanese food sucks. <laughs> um, and his name is Twinkie. Played by Bow Wow. Yeah, real name Bowie Wowie. And Bow Wow is uh, actually pretty good in this movie. He's very entertaining, a lot of charisma. He is. And I'm pretty sure he's gay, the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the vibe I got from him. But I actually, I really liked the character. I, I thought mean, he did a really good job. I was shocked. Oh, he is good. Even though his name is literally Twink. They only call yeah. him Twinkie once. The rest of the movie, he's just Twink. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, he is a young, cute gay man. That name fits. <laughs> yeah, it's never, he, he's never shown any relationships, so. It's, uh, but yes, I got that vibe from him, too. He's never shown being attracted to women. Right, kind of there. When we get our underground street racing culture with all the scantily clad women, he's like, I have a van! <laughs> His car is, is like Hulk-themed. Yeah. Well, we learned that he, uh, that Twink here sells laptops and cell phones and stuff. Your shoes, just a bunch of stolen merchandise. <laughs> right, yeah, he's a fence. <laughs> and then he, uh, he shows Sean his car, which we get this rotary garage first. For each car, we're like, is that it? Is that it? That's pretty cool. Is that something that actually exists in Japan? I bet you it does. I bet you it does. Because that's a tightly packed... Like, Tokyo is an incredibly tightly packed city. Highest population population density in the world now, right? It's always been back and forth between that and New York. Like, one year it'll be one or the other on top. It's just back and forth. Just living on top of each other, essentially. But he's got a uh, 2005 Volkswagen Tehran. Which is a van that he's designed <laughs> with a Hulk theme. It's a fucking super van. We have a super van. Yes. Yeah, no orgies better... in it. No. <laughs> Twink probably power bottoms in it when we're not watching, but... <laughs> yeah, we don't know. And they're they're, they're going to go to a, a race thing, uh, which is in a parking garage for uh, drift racing. Only it's it's like street racing, you know, with all the, the hoods popped up, the girls walking around wearing practically nothing. Shows you some things are just internationally, car, car racing internationally is all the same. And then Sean goes up to this girl, Neela is her name, that's from his school. She's got her car there. And he's just, he is toxic as fuck and just starts mansplaining engines at her. Like, dude, you don't even own a car. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good point. You just rolled yours, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop talking shit. He's like, you should get a V8 engine. And she's like, oh my god, fucking guys. Okay, that? Still not right for the way I drive. I don't need a computer to tell me about my throttle response. Okay. Then we're done here. 
You wouldn't have that problem with a V8. Boys, all they care about is who's got the biggest engine. It's my DNA to yell at you about engines. Which She's driving a 2004 Mazda RX-8, by the way. Rotary engine. Yep, and she's the girlfriend of Takashi, the Drift King, DK, who comes up and tries to intimidate Sean, calling him a gaijin, which is foreigner, basically. Yes, yeah, foreigner. It's got a very, like, Japan is, is very xenophobic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they tolerate white people, and that's about the extent of it. So Sean does not like being bullied, no matter who's doing it. He's toxic as fuck. Even though Twink is like, back off, this guy is Yakuza. It's like, he's literally Japanese mafia. <laughs> yeah. And so he just yells at him, you're the Justin Timberlake of Japan, which I guess- like that's supposed to be an insult? I guess it is, because it's like, okay, let's fucking race. And then Han's like, here, borrow my car, which is a 2001 Nissan Silva. And then Takashi's in a two, uh, uh, Nissan Fairlady Z33. And it's funny uh, because you can see Han just sitting there eating food. Yeah, he's like, here, take my like, car. He's, he's amused as shit by this whole thing. Like, and he, he obviously he knows he's getting off on how much he's pissing off <laughs> Takashi. And that he even knows. So he's like, here's my car. <laughs> when Sean says, like, what's drifting? And uh, Twink tries to explain that Drift King here, DK, is the uh, the Mona Lisa of the drift world. Like, here, let me try to explain real quick. You rip that e-brake and power over, and Sean has no idea what he's talking about. That's because Sean only knows straight lines. Yes, he knows drag racing. And so the race starts, and, you know, DK is living up to his name. This is a pretty sick, some pretty sick uh, stunt driving. Oh yeah, he, there's a one scene where he like he he takes this corner and the camera focuses on him being like a millimeter from the wall. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, and uh, meanwhile Sean's just smashing into every fucking thing. <laughs> he looks like someone who's playing like uh, Need for Speed Underground for the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> breaking walls. <laughs> um, yeah, Sean really sucks. Smashes everything. So Takashi. Uh, he goes sideways up this long ramp, which is pretty awesome. It's a, oh, it's so sick. And he wins. And then we see just Sean coming up behind, and this just this car is just completely dead now. It's coughing and sputtering and still smacking every wall. And I'm like, you deserve this, Sean. You deserve this. Yeah. Sean is not a particularly likable protagonist. Even by the end, he's just kind of okay. <laughs> yeah. But Han, who becomes like his mentor, is Korean. Yes. Like I said, none of our main characters are, none of our heroes, quote unquote, are Japanese. Yeah, Han is a Korean expat. Yep, who drives around in his 97 Mazda RX-7 to like, okay, Sean, you work for me. You're going to go in this bathhouse and ask this gigantic sumo dude for my money. And Sean goes in only knowing two words. And probably there was something very rude, and but, Han was trolling the shit out of him. That yeah. is my assumption. Well, Sean says, Sumimasen, which means excuse me, and then Okane, which means money. Oh, okay. But that's all he's saying. He's just saying, money, money, money. <laughs> and until this dude literally throws Sean the fuck out of there. But he does give Han his money. <laughs> yeah, he still gives Han the money. And Han tells Sean, he's like, I don't care if you're sick and if you're sick or you're in bed with Beyonce, you work for me. And Sean's like, well, only if you show me how to drift. Teach me, Mr. Miyagi. That's right. He even says later, there's no wax on, wax off about drifting, which is pretty funny. 
And then they go to a pachinko parlor where there's backroom guy gambling with a DK and his crew. Yeah, cliche Yakuza stuff, basically. And then uh, Han's like his partner. Yeah. And so they talk business and kick Sean out, and Sean decides to just talk to <laughs> Neela for a bit. Well, no, he calls his dad and said he had to stay after school for extracurricular activities. Extort, extort, picking up protection money or <laughs> yeah. whatever it is that he's doing. Extracurriculars. And he tries to talk to Neela. Neela's like, look, dude, you don't belong in this world. You should probably just fuck off. Um, and then Han comes out. He's like, why can't you just find a nice Japanese girl like the rest of the white guys <laughs> around here? That's right. <laughs> Uh, and then they end up at a club because it's a Fast and Furious movie. Right. You know, you always have to have that. And Bow Wow is there. You know, Twink. Yep, probably selling shoes. And just jam into new order, I bet. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would be. Blowing dudes in the bathroom. That seems what he was doing before. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a less common activity for me. Um, and then so Han decides for, like, no re- real reason to just give Sean a car. He gives him a, a Lancer, 2006 Lancer. Oh, I do like the, there was a scene earlier where Han asks if uh, Takeshi's ever going to race him for the 86, the the uh, 8.6 Corolla. I'm like, ah, oh, Hachiroku, it's an initial D reference. Ah, yeah, and then uh, he says, yeah, if you put up the 72 Skyline. Yep. But so, Sean's trying to learn drifting, and he's at these docks, still smashing everything. And there's these two fishermen that are watching. I love these guys. Yeah, one of them, the one that says, you call that drifting? That man is Kichi Tsuchuya, who is the actual drift king. He's the one that yeah. popularized drifting. Yep, and uh, he's a consultant for Initial D and everything else. And he's also famous for driving a Hachiroku, so... Yep. And the other guy is Kazutoshi Wadakura, who's just a big-time producer in Japan. Yep. So, some fun little cameos there. Yep. And he's getting ready to go to school, and his dad's like, look, I got this piece of shit car I found. It's all beat to shit, but it might be good. And he's like, yeah, that's swell, Dad. I'm going to school. Where Twink is getting beat up on the roof of the school for selling somebody a broken iPod. Where Sean decides to, uh... Resolve the conflict by giving the bully an iPod, and I guess this is supposed to be character growth. I don't know. <laughs> He's trying to be trying to be helpful. To, turns out not exactly helpful. Yeah, and he goes up to Neela, and he's like, I'm sorry about the other night. Your life isn't any of my business. Like, he's apologizing for being toxic. I mean, that is, that is, that is a step. In, yeah, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, then we get a random soccer game. <laughs> yeah, rooftop like uh, street soccer. It's like street basketball, but soccer Japan. <laughs> yeah, Han and Sean have this like real heart to heart, and that Han's like this outlaw with a heart of gold. As a result of the events of Better Luck Tomorrow, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently, because he doesn't really say he's like I was caught up in some stuff and moved to Japan. It's like this is my Mexico. <laughs> and then he's like, "Why do you drift, Han?" He's like, I'll show you. And he goes and he just drifts donuts around some girls just to get their phone number. So he drifts for Poon. That's, that's, that's how he drifts. Technically, that's why the kid in Initial D did at first. It wasn't because there's some banging tunes? No, that's why I watched it. <laughs> also, he's got to deliver shit. Well, his dad trains him to in Initial D, but the, he gets pressured into going to his first race because he has a date with a girl and needs to borrow the car. 
And the it's been like, a while since I've seen the show. I need to the, watch it again. The dad's like, I'll let you borrow the car if you go win this race. And so he goes and he wins the race. And his entire motive throughout the whole thing, he's saying, I'm going to date this girl. I just need to get the car and the gas money. <laughs> I need to watch the show again. It's been a very long time. It's I think I last Hulu. watched it. It's on Hulu? All right. I think I last watched it in 2003, <laughs> something like that. Like right when it came out. I've listened to the music so long over the past 10 years, but I never started watching the show until, like, last month. Yeah, I listened to the music way long after I watched the show, because the music is just nothing but bangers. I still listen to it. In fact, in my racing game, my Forza game, I replaced the soundtrack with Forza, uh, the initial D. I am very disappointed they didn't use any of the music, but I think because it's like an international Hollywood thing, they didn't think it would uh, appeal to the American audience that likes yeah. these street racing movies. But even that, the whole, even though the whole thing is legit, like a <laughs> initial D ripoff. Yeah, because at this point, uh, Han is going to teach Sean how to drift, and he takes him to a mountain which looks like the same one from Initial D. And he tells him that's where he has the line about there's no wax on, wax off. You just, you just kind of feel it. Or you fall off the mountain. Yeah, and we get we get our montage, which is every scene so a little improvement. That's right. We're going to need a montage. That's exactly what happens. He keeps drifting and he's getting a little better, a little better, a little better. Hans yelling, again, again. Meanwhile, <laughs> he's getting good at, at criming. With Twink, that's right. Yeah, because he's 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 going around selling this this illegitimate these illegitimate goods. Yeah, <laughs> with, with Twink. that's right. And then uh, he he wins his first drift race in the garage against this Morimoto guy who's an affair lady, and is just so upset that he uh, he lost that he's just screaming in his car. And it looks like there was a bet between DK and Han. Yep, and because uh, DK very upset, throws some keys to Han, and Han smirks. But so, he, he takes some time to bond with Neela, and learning that uh, Neela, who the actress, by the way, is Peruvian-Australian. Interesting combination. Yeah, um, but she... Not her, Japanese. <laughs> she was raised with DK by DK's grandmother. Yeah. And um, DK sees this. Oh, we also have the terrible line from Sean, where he goes... The day I got my license was the day I got my first bidding ticket, and the day after that, I won my first race. I'm going to go to Charlotte and be a race car driver. <laughs> I was thinking that a lot throughout the movie. I was like, this kind of reminded me of Speedway Junkie. Yeah. So DK doesn't like this, and he beats up he beats up Sean. And Neela doesn't like that, so she dumps DK and hooks up with Sean. We'll play DK. And DK's like, all of this over a gaijin? And she goes, I am a gaijin! I mean, she's not wrong. To where uh, DK decides the best thing to say to win her back is like, Hey, they say that your mom was the best trick in all of Kubichiko back in the day. Because that's romantic. Yeah. Um, so now Sean and Neela are a thing. And Uncle Yakuza shows up. Uncle Kamata. Played by Sonny Chiba. Yes. Hattori Hanzo himself. And uh, DK's like, look, I've been doing so good with my criming. That's right. <laughs> and Uncle Kamata's like, no, your partner's stealing from you. Crime better. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll get rid of him. And then he says, like, there's this Japanese saying, and he monologues this fucking saying. 
For want of a nail, the horseshoe was lost. For want of a horseshoe, the steed was lost. For want of a steed, the message was not delivered. Without the message, the war was lost. That he's basically saying even the smallest stuff can just bring the whole fucking house down. Right. I would imagine that's especially true with, like, organized crime. Yeah, when you're organized crime-in. <laughs> that's right. And so... DK takes the hit and he goes to just fucking, he, him and his boys, they go to like destroy Han. And we get big action car chase fun movie. Yeah. Car chase is pretty sick. No, oh, the car chase is awesome. They're all drifting through the traffic. It's awesome. Oh, it's so good. The part where he like drifts through the crowd as they separate. Oh, so oh, sick. Oh, yeah. The crowd is separating around him like the fucking Red Sea parting. <laughs> just sliding. Oh, such a great stunt. And then uh, Han, Han crashes his car, and he is super dead. Yes, super dead, and totally not in any way going to show up in any future Fast and the Furious movies ever. Nope, not possible. Well, remember, those all take place before this one. No. <laughs> Five and six. He's in Fast. I'm just going to spoil it. He's in Fast 9 and 10. How the fuck? Because his car rolls over, he's dead, and then it just fucking Michael Bay's blows up into the sky. <laughs> Like, fucking bits and pieces of Han fall down. Is he a robot that gets rebuilt? <laughs> he's, his, death, his death is faked. No, no. In part nine, yep. he's a robot. He he no. flies them to space in part nine. He's a robot. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a fake death that involves Jason Statham and fuck knows. <laughs> the movie, I tell you, the movies get ridiculous. Wait, so Jason Statham faked his death while uh, Tyrese well, goes to space with fucking... <laughs> We gotta, we gotta get through these movies. I know. <laughs> just, just do them because they get, they get fucking crazy. And so but yes, his, he's definitely not dead. But he's he's dead within the context of this film. But he's definitely not dead. Yeah. So Sean and Neela, they uh, they abandon their total Devo and they go to his dad's house. Um, DK shows up, but military dad comes out and says, "I got gone." Also, even even DK is not going to fuck with uh, U.S. military because as soon as you start killing military personnel, then the U.S. government gets involved, and then it's a whole bunch of shit. And his uncle would probably just kill him. Yeah, Uncle Crime <laughs> would not approve. Nope. <laughs> when you're you, see the thing again, when you're involved in organized crime, there's a certain level of keeping it on the DL. <laughs> Shooting military personnel, not keeping it on the DL. And so uh, Twink shows up and he's like, Han would have wanted you to have this. And it's just a big old bag of money. Just a big fat sack of cash. I wrote Deus Ex Okane. That's right. <laughs> Indeed. So he goes to see Uncle Crime at the Yakuza bar. And he's like, see, look, I have all of this money for you. And they're like, thanks, but... We still hate you. And he's like, I have a peaceful solution. DK and I will race, and the loser leaves town for good. So they have a loser leaves town match, wrestling style. Yeah. And Uncle Crime is like, I approve. It's like a duel of honor, but with cars. Yeah, because DK's like, I've already beat him before. And he's like, good, then it'll be easy. Because the truth is, uh, Hattori Hanzo, not, not too happy with his nephew right now. No. And so he... um. Sean is like, okay, what am I going to drive since the entire garage was totaled and the police took everything? They oh, except for the except for the busted ass uh, car he drove at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, which has the engine intact. Yeah, the body's fucked, but the engine's still good. Gee, only there was a car with a an intact body but no engine. Yeah, the uh, Ford Mustang Fastback that his dad has. 
So they create this Frankenstein monster of a Japanese engine into an American muscle car, making fans of both really physically ill. Yeah, and in fact, when he's uh, practicing it, there, there's no hood on the car, and he's driving around, and we can clearly see that it's not the engine from the Evo that's in there. Nope. Even though it's supposed to, we're pretending it is. <laughs> well, it's not the Evo, it's the car from the beginning of the, what was the car he drove? Hans well, no. car that he Oh, is Hans' car that he took it out of? Yeah, the one he totaled from the beginning. Like, oh, first that Nissan. Yeah, that Nissan. Yeah, and he puts it, well, he puts it in the, the Ford Mustang. Just right, like I said, it's an unholy abomination of American muscle and Japanese. <laughs> just, to, just to trigger every car, car nut on the planet. And so they fix up this car, and they're practicing, and he's like, I gotta shave a centimeter off my drift. Rawr, let me change this little thing. He's and- getting rather obsessive about it. <laughs> Yeah, and then we get to the day of the big race, and there's actually a really neat camera thing here where it goes through all the different spotters on their cell phones. Yeah, it actually is really cool. This is a cool uh, bit of filmmaking. And so the race is on, and they're doing good, but DK starts ramming like that Chad at the start of the movie. <laughs> That's right. Again, they didn't establish any rules. And uh, so DK fucks up, and he rolls, he spins out, and just rolls the fuck down the whole mountain. Does he die? No. I don't think so. He should be. Again, he should have, but I think he gets out of the car because nobody dies. (laughs) Except nobody dies. Even On doesn't die, as we find out later. (laughs) He rolled his car down the entirety of Mount Fuji and then walked away. (laughs) Apparently fine. And uh, Uncle Crime tells Sean, you're you're free to go. (laughs) The the duel has been complete. Honor has been restored. And so uh, we get the parking garage drifting again, you know, and they're just hanging out. And Twink's like, hey, there's this dude that that wants to to beat the new DK. He said he knew Han. He said Han was family. (laughs) I wonder who this might be. And so he goes up and, yeah, it's it's Dominic Toretto. It's Vin Diesel. It's motherfucking Vin Diesel. And he's like, hey, kid. And um, he's like, I didn't know you – what, what does he say about him? He says something about American muscle. Oh, I didn't know Han was into American muscle. Oh, he was when he worked for me, which sounds so gay. Yeah. Because <laughs> Vin Diesel <laughs> is American muscle. It's, he, yes, he is. And Han was into that American muscle. And, and, and so am I, to be honest. <laughs> He's in good shape. So Sean's like, you know, this ain't no 10 second race, which I swear is a callback to, to Vin's monologue from the first movie. Yes, I'm pretty sure it is. Nice ride. I won it for my friend Han a few years ago. I didn't know he was into American muscle. He was when he was rolling with me. You know this ain't no 10-second race. I got nothing but time. You ready, kid? And we don't see the race. We just hear go, and it cuts to credits. Yep. Speaking of which, I was uh, shopping earlier today at this, like, Dollar General. Uh-huh. And they got this tiny little DVD display that says, create movies, and it's got a picture of Vin Diesel, but not from any movie. It's <laughs> just Vin Diesel. It's just Vin Diesel there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say there was a copy of Superman on it, and I'm going to go drive out to that Dollar General and burn that fucking place down. <laughs> I live in a food desert here. That's the only grocery shopping I can get without having to drive across town. Just saying, if they're saying Superman's a great movie that deserves to be burnt down, sorry, those are the rules. It's apparently approved by a picture of Vin Diesel. But so, taco shop coffee or 
this movie. I'll take this movie. It starts off really slow, but when Han shows up, things get a lot better because he's that character's got a lot of charisma. I'm kind of torn on it because, uh, yeah, I me, mean, I told you, I'm like, it starts rough but ends good. Yeah, but the the race thing really fucking bugs me. That oh, it, that he survived? No, that it's whitewashed to Japan. Oh, wherever <laughs> somehow the only the only character. Even though it's in Japan, only Japanese characters are villains, and they're not heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I the main characters. I mean, Han's got Japanese people working in his garage that are cool, but they're minor characters. No, yeah, they're so minor. They show up. They have a line like "Take my wrench" or something like that. Yeah, they're incredibly minor characters. Yeah, I didn't even think about that at the time, but you're right. It is kind of like it is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like I, the movie. I, I would I, probably it, take this over the coffee. Well, <laughs> if I joined it halfway through, then I'd be like, "Oh, hey, Fast and Furious 3 But if it was just starting, it'd be like, "Pour me that coffee." Yeah, it does start really poorly. I and I didn't remember that because uh, I only remember like the end. My uh, my middle school band teacher always said that the only note that matters is the last note. Yeah, because that's what people are going to remember. So the fact that it ends strong is actually very important. I, I don't know if I've talked about my feelings on um, AI before, but uh, the movie is great up until the end. Yeah, and that's what everyone remembers. About but the only thing everyone remembers is the end of the movie, because the end is fucking terrible. The movie is amazing. Like, everything about it, it's beautiful, cinematography, the acting, Jude Law is great in it. And it has the worst fucking ending, and that's all anybody remembers, including me. Yeah. So... Uh, this movie ends strong. I remember seeing it in the theater and Vin Diesel showing up and we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not going to be till a while before we do Fast 4. Let me look at the, the schedule real quick here. Yeah, I don't even think it's not until September. Well, look forward to that. Who but knows? Our schedule Maybe... changes all the time. So. Yeah, who knows? Something will come out car related. Like, oh, man, we really need to cover this or we'll find some obscure. We're not even pairing it with a car movie <laughs> in September. We'll find... I feel like we'll find something that like, oh yeah, we should pair it with Fast Four and we'll get there. But yes. you know what? As of right now, it's September. I spit on your grave and Fast Five. I don't know what. <laughs> That's whatever. <laughs> There's something related. We'll figure something out. She's driving a car in the movie. There's a car in the movie. Boom! Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> but anyway, anything else on these this pair of movies? Where Buck Superman watch Three Fast and Furious. It's fun enough. Definitely Suffer agree. through the first. 35, 40 minutes of the movie, whatever it is, 30 minutes of the movie, where it's kind of like an unlikable protagonist does weird shit, and then On shows up, and it's a lot of fun. If Basically, once the drifting starts, it as its name implies, it's a fun movie. And if our listeners really want to torture themselves with Supervan, it's totally free on YouTube. Yep. I do not recommend it, but if you're a masochist or just really curious and, you know, want to have that curiosity kill you <laughs> you can watch it on youtube so it's your next, funeral next week we are doing the original godzilla 1954 and our bonus episode is going to be the the illegitimate godzilla from 1998 that's a lot of fish the the movie that's gino godzilla in name only <laughs> zilla yes zilla. zilla but we'll talk more about that next week so until then everyone good night good night everybody it's time to run the barracuda yeah!